As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to health care, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit UH1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The... Essential principle of business, of occupation in the world is this. Figure out some way in which you get paid for playing. When I was uh, quite young, I made a solemn vow, which was that I would never accept a job. I would always be my own employer. And curiously, there are very few roles in life which uh, provide this possibility. The successful artist, writer, and sometimes musician, sometimes the independent consultant, can occupy this role. I mean, he may be a scientific consultant. But by and large, almost everybody seems to be compelled to take a job with a corporation. It's very difficult indeed these days to run a small business where you're your own boss because you have to employ an enormous staff of people to keep track of the paperwork. I know a person, for example, who has a farm where he raises avocados and the Department of Commerce visited him with a stack of forms this thick which he had to fill in. Well, he got tough and said, I haven't the faintest idea what to fill into these forms. And he said to the agent of the Department of Commerce, you fill them in. And he made that man sit down and go through the whole procedure of filling in these forms. Because he said, I don't have the time. I'm raising avocados. That's my business. And as to all this paperwork, well, to hell with it. And the same situation prevails not only in business, but also in the university and in the hospital. One of my favorite doctors told me that he spends only one third of his working hours practicing medicine. The rest is in recording, accounting, filling in reports. And it's the same in every hospital. 
paperwork endlessly because the record of what you do is more important than what you do. Write it down and then it's real. And so for the same reason, a lot of people don't believe they exist until they see their activities reported in the newspaper. <laughs> a lot of juvenile delinquents commit crimes just to get attention. They'll get recorded. It's like you go to a party, you know, it's a picnic on the beach and it's great fun. And somebody says, what a shame it is that nobody has a camera. And remember that it takes as long to view it or to listen to it as it does to do it. All organizations are going by the book. They are operating according to a manual. And in many corporations, uh, individuals have constantly to consult some sort of manual to know what they should do instead of using their own good sense. This doesn't work. It means that an organization is entirely different from an organism. You, each one of you, are an organism. A very, very complicated organism. So in the same way, if a corporation is to be a true organism as distinct from an organization, it must be based on the principle of mutual trust and not on law. Because if you can't trust other people, you cannot have a community, not even a corporation. It's risky, very risky to trust other people because they may let you down. But on the whole, if you do trust them, the chances are, perhaps, that the system will work simply because they're trusted. And as soon as you've got a system where, for example, in a supermarket, there are mirrors all over the place, TV cameras watching everything, all kinds of checks on the cashiers that they won't sneak off with something. You've got a system that increasingly won't work because nobody will want to work there. One of the major reasons for hippies and dropouts is that human beings don't want to work under conditions like that because they are mechanical conditions and the mechanism is quite distinct from the organism because the mechanism is arranged on linear pl plans the book whereas the organism transcends that what do you really want I have proposed that uh, there be an entirely new kind of college entrance examination in which instead of answering a lot of silly questions you write for about 20 pages on your idea of paradise it can be any kind of paradise you want it can be very spiritual it can be very sensuous but spell it out what do you want to happen in life and then you will hand this thesis in to an assigned tutor on the faculty and he'll read it over and examine you closely as to whether this is what you really want and being very careful 
about what you desire, because there's a good saying, be careful of what you desire. You may get it. So this is the problem of thinking out carefully where it is that you want to go. I, as a philosopher, mere philosopher, always insist that I be paid for my work and I get the highest fee I can get. And people say, well, you're just out for money. I say, that's none of your business. Because I give most of it away. My own needs being extremely simple. I don't even own a television set. You know, it's a very simple life, but I've got enough. You see, a lot of people don't feel happy unless they have another thing beyond money, which is called status. And status, to a very large extent in our economy, consists in conspicuous consumption. In having this thing and that thing and the other thing, in having a swimming pool, a uh, Ferrari, uh, a certain kind of clothes and uh, a certain kind of house with an enormous round style picture window and so on and so on and so on. And we think uh, we need all that because we've been persuaded by a certain kind of propaganda because we haven't asked ourselves whether that was what we really wanted. In other words, we've been propagandized into thinking what we wanted. I remember my daughter when she was in high school insisted that she had to have a certain number of cashmere sweaters. In those days, I couldn't afford them. I said, my dear, do you really want these? Or is it just that you've been reading ads in the magazine or listening to the other children? Because you see, schools are places where you send your child to be brought up by other children. So they all think they've got to have this, they've got to have that. And uh, they don't really want it. If they sat back and considered, do I need all that? Is this trip really necessary? They would come to the conclusion that it wasn't.